This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. McDowell Specialty Repair, Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage, LLC, and Rio Body Center. And now, here's your host, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, today, as our special guest, is one of my all-time favorites, and Pastor Tom Doherty. And Tom has been the pastor at Cloverdale Church of God for, I believe, 34 years as a senior pastor. Is that right, Tom? Correct. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, first of all, Tom, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Thank you, Skip. It's always good seeing you. You've always been one of my favorite people, even before I knew you. I knew of you, and I was always so proud because... I knew of your stance for Jesus. I had heard that and seen that and been to a couple of things, but I really never personally met you until you came back later on in life. Right. I missed out. I wished I would have known you way back then. But uh, Way back then, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, that's been a few years now. That, it's been a few years. I came here in 1987 and uh, left six years later, but then we came back. After another 13 years, and now we've been back 15 years. So yep. this is where we, we came to roost. Yeah, I'm so glad. Place, I'm know. so glad. Absolutely. Well, Tom, let's uh, let's go into your story. I want you to kind of go back in time where you grew up and kind of march us uh, through your career and up until uh, where we are today. Okay. Well, I'm gonna. I'll probably have to go a little rapid fire in a sense because uh, it's quite a long story in a sense. <laughs> That's all right. But but I. Um, I grew up, I was born in Pendleton, Oregon, and my dad was a pastor and started the church in Pendleton, Oregon. In fact, if you ever go down I-84 and you're, and you're going towards Portland, you look to the left, there's a cross lit up on the side of a church. That was the church my dad built hmm. and, uh, and then moved to Clarkson, Washington for for three years. Then dad took the church in Caldwell, Idaho for 17 years, and that's where I Grew up and uh, played sports and uh, had a great time. Did a lot of coaching. I coached a lot of baseball early yeah. on in life, and then then I started coaching basketball and and, and football. I had a whole bunch of uh, different coaching experiences. Then I ran the Caldwell City Rec for a few months as an interim, and uh, and worked with the youth group. And wasn't officially a youth pastor. I was a youth director under my dad, and had a great time developing kids. And then I finally had climbed the ladder in um, baseball. I had been ran programs, uh, the little league program, and they asked me to uh, be one of the coaches for the be the B Legion head coach, and uh, I accepted it. And then. Put together our 53-game schedule, had it ready to go. I was going to play the Power Lewiston five times. Then I got a call from Vancouver, Washington, asking me if I would consider coming and working in youth ministry. And mm. I 
and I was just like torn between thoughts because here I had finally got a dream job, which I would have moved into the Legion uh, Silver Street coach uh, that next year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I knew I was going to have a great team because I had coached all these kids and all-star teams in Babe Ruth, and I knew this was going to be one of the best teams ever. Yeah. And uh, and so I had to pray about what God would have me do because Vancouver was what, what, uh, the Church of God's second biggest church at the time, and it was a church this rolling. They wanted me to come be a part of that staff. And I Not just was torn. Yeah. So I prayed solidly for a week. I told the city council that I would have to make a decision. I went in that Sunday night a week later, and I hadn't made my decision yet. And my assistant coach is named Harvey Blank at the time. His son Travis played for me. And uh, I said to the city council, said, I, I'm kind of in a dilemma because nobody wanted to coach the team because right. – they, or they wouldn't have asked me because I was only 23 years old. Yeah. But they wanted me to coach the team, and, and I had accepted. And like I said, gone through all the practices, ready to roll. And uh, But I said, yeah, I said, this, I got a great opportunity, but I, I made a commitment to you. I'll stay here. And then Harvey, Harvey voiced, he said, uh, Pastor Tom, he said, you know, I'll coach the team. I think you ought to go to Vancouver. And it was, it was like a revelation. And I had just been ministering through Harvey for a long time. Sure. Uh, you know, and I was kind of his spiritual, you know, he's a young guy. And, and when he said that, I knew. And so that's when I journeyed to Van, uh, Vancouver, and, and he took over our, our team. And that team was the best B-Legion team they've ever had in Caldwell. Uh, no 35 wins. Yeah, and uh, went on. And I knew that would be the case. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I went to Vancouver, and I started there in faith and and had a small youth group that, that multiplied quickly. Mm-hmm. They brought me on full-time. Then I worked there for four and a half years under youth ministry. Then I felt a call to adult ministry, and that's when I started getting calls from other churches to come and and help. And then my senior pastor there, who was probably the most well-known senior pastor in our movement, he asked me if I'd start a singles program. Mm. So I developed a college and career singles program and a divorced and widowed program that met on different days, had big groups and just great, great groups. And my wife and I served there for for about four, four and a half years. And then, then the pastor came to me and he said, Tom, he said, I really believe you should be a senior pastor somewhere. He said, I really believe, you know, and I said, well, I'll pray about it for a year. Mm-hmm. So I started praying about it and it was two months later, I got a call from Boise, Idaho, Cloverdale Church of God, mm-hmm. that said, hey, our church is struggling. I don't know if you'd like to come here. We we are really hurting. And and at that time, the summer, they had two services. They had 19, one service, 27 the next. The church had been really decimated. Yeah. And so I came down in 20th and 27th of 1987 and, and, and spoke twice. And I again, I didn't know. I said, "Man, I'm leaving a place one of the best churches, the Church of God. Had a great house, had bought, had a new 11 month old son. Everything was perfect." And and I just like, do I want to leave here and go take a risk on a church that average attendance was about 50 at the time? And uh, and I was going to take a huge cut in salary too, which was fine because I was in it for God. But but. 
the last they finally called me after the second service said have you made a decision they voted on me and the vote was uh, like 20 i think there were about 33 people voted like 29 to 4 mm. and i thought i wonder what these four people voted <laughs> you know vote against me and i just 29 to 4 and and so i asked my wife i said honey they they're calling wanting the decision and and she said tom i think we should go mm. and i was shocked because she had told me she never wanted to leave vancouver her parents were there mm-hmm. our church like i said we were a, a going church right and so I said yes, and uh, that's when we came and was there, started the church. And the first year, we grew to 66 people. Wow. Yeah, second year, we grew to 85. Mm-hmm. And I, I just remember this. Then we grew to 98. Then year five, we grew. We hit 113. Wow. And then we had two families, one of eight and one of seven, leave. and uh, but, but we still grew. We went 114. We grew one that next year. <laughs> But then after that, unfortunately, my my son was killed in a car accident, right. which devastated us. Of course, his only child, he was five and a half, and and uh, yeah. but you know what? From that moment on, the church just flew, yeah. and it flew, and it we, we hit our maximum attendance in two thousand five and six when we built a new sanctuary. We were running over eight hundred at the time, mm. and God had blessed us. Uh, abundantly and so anyway long story short went through time here oh and early on when i came here because they couldn't pay me very much and this and that i substitute taught okay uh, to make a living twice a week mm-hmm. and then i coached varsity basketball at one of the schools yep. for two years had a great had a great run with that and yeah then I got into the radio, of course, 17 years here on the radio, right, and right. I announced uh, basketball, the stadium announcer for CUNA for six years, and then and I was able to be a part of a championship team there, and then announced for Mike Verdon and, and Meridian High School for nine years, and yep. was part of an undefeated championship there. So, so I got to do some of the things that I have always enjoyed. I always felt like God wanted me to be – ministering to people through sports and so seems like all through the years i've had my finger on sports and then when i was on the radio station a number of years back i did a high school football show and uh, then the heart of the athlete for fca and, yes. and then i started backing down with too many things irons and a fire and got involved with uh, being a chaplain at the house of representatives yep. and just finished my 17th year there uh, also 17 years both here and the and the uh, and radio and, yeah, and, the, and the legislature, legislature. And, and had a fabulous time and this year of all years i enjoyed thoroughly and enjoyed Speaker Mike Moyle, who treats me like gold, and, and I get to know all those people so well. And it was a great, great year. I'm very grateful for that. And finally, last year, after year 34, I stepped down as senior pastor, and I brought in – or I didn't. The church brought in Pastor Alan Chaney, who is my associate 17 years earlier, right. who built a church in Reedsport, Oregon, that just went from about 70 to about almost 300 in a town of 4,000. It was just a going church, and wow. uh, and he is awesome. And then they kept me on as a missions uh, pastor and visitation and outreach. And he likes me being kind of the voice of the church in the public, you know. And you so bet. I kind of do you those bet. kind of things. And and so here I am, and now now taking a couple months off from church, uh, sabbatical time. And uh, I'm going to come back uh, not full-time, finally take a little time off and have more freedom. And so kind of wind it down. it be 68 next month. And so 
And I guess that that's kind of the cups the the quick story. Except, and people hear about my dad, mom all the time because yes. my dad was an amazing man of God and pastored for over fifty some years. And my two oldest brothers were pastors for over forty years. And my, my youngest, my not my youngest, but closest to me, Dan, I was a school teacher and and. He also was in the Christian Living Magazine, outdoor writer, and he just suddenly yeah, dropped dead yeah, three years ago. Good man, suddenly, man. just yeah. boom. I mean, it was just out of the – no, no indication. Right. He never had any problems, but his heart just stopped beating, and that was tough on me, oh, really yeah. tough. But him and his wife, Peggy, we are really close. We, yeah. In fact, they're going on a trip with us this summer. And But anyway – God is good. I love my new position. I love what we're doing. The church is uh, picking up again after COVID. It you know kind of decimated mm-hmm. all a lot of churches, and uh, except for finances, God kept bringing in. The, God took care of us. We paid off our church, yeah, and that was a blessing. Awesome. And so yeah. yeah, so all in all, I love life. I love sports. I love uh, as you well know. I love. Boise State, and you, <laughs> you know, you had to say just paid for my basketball and football <laughs> season tickets, and uh, you know, I just that's good, yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. kind of it in a nutshell. Well, it's interesting, you know. You and I came to Boise about the same time. You said '87. Yep. Yep. So we came in about the same yep. time, and you know, we both gone our journey and and so on and so forth, and now we're both kind of pulling back on the gas pedal and you know i'm just i'm doing a radio show now of course and and i wrote the book last year and and uh, you're starting to to slow down also which is it's still good that you're there because you need something to do absolutely your your experience and expertise and 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 all that so and by the way your book is great you know you gave me one right out of the shoots coach them up and it really is a great book if people don't have that they ought to get that yeah is it still on sale like an Amazon, oh, yeah, or yeah. you can go Amazon, and it's still they they got a good price on it. I think it's fourteen ninety five. That's a great book. But uh, well, thank you, Tom. And yeah, we got uh, recognition. We we got uh, North American Book Awards uh, presented us a medal nice. for the book, and then uh, it was also featured on uh, SportsIllustrated dot com. So we got some publicity out of it. Um, I've also been on several radio shows around the country, Pittsburgh to L.A. and Seattle, and you know, wanting to know about the book because Nick Saban wrote the foreword, and Nick and I coached together for years, and he played for us at Kent State, and so people are always interested in, in Nick Saban also. But, but anyway, yeah, if people want to get the book, an easy way to get it is, is to go to coachemupbook.com that's code the word coach em book.com coachemupbook.com you can order it and just push a button and take you right to it or you can go to amazon either way it works, works it's an easy smart. read i mean it's yeah. it's very very comfortable read and boy you'll get a lot out of it yeah well thank you and i i would encourage you tom at some point if you want to put all your memoirs <laughs> memoirs down on pen and paper why uh, you know that'd be a good book too yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I thought about it. I, I actually started a book on grief because yeah. I lost my boy, right. and I, I got in seven. I got uh, seven chapters in on it was I'm doing it on tape because I had a ghostwriter writing it for me, right? And I did not have my machine on for five oh. and a half chapters. Oh no, that discouraged me, and I stopped. Oh man, man. Yeah, well, maybe you'll get the. The motivation to get yeah. back after it, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, now that you have a little more time, it might it might certainly work out. But 
So yeah, you've been you've been down the road. You've you've had a tragedy in in your life with yep. losing your son, and but your wife I know has been such a, a strong support for you and with you, and and uh, yeah, what tell us about her role in all this? Oh, Denise, she she's she is organized. She's ran all the major events at our church for years, the great big things, because she is so well organized. She can tell you. If, 12 years ago how many people we had what supplies we had and what they needed to get for next year and and she taught preschool for 31 years and then she retired and then my associate pastor tj and his wife courtney courtney was my office manager she they ended up taking a church in seattle and so COVID hit and we didn't have anybody in the front office so denise filled in there for two years and so and which was nice to have her there and and then she said i you know it's time i've tried to retire once before and uh, but she has been a main cog in in my life my ministry and she's just she's beautiful inside out and i'm just uh so happy that we have time together and she's anxious i get we get more time together when i get back from our sabbatical and and so but she's yeah she was a high school cheerleader mm-hmm. all through school and and just was heavily in sports and she's she's probably the greater Boise State fan than I am and really she, she screams at games I just sit there with my arms folded I'm not a screamer I I watched intently yeah. but she boy she's loud and and she used to uh, be on our worship team for years and she would uh and I said honey Saturday you gotta save your voice That's for tomorrow right. yeah. yeah but she would just yell at those games she was into it yeah so she she still is and she's the one reason I got kept my season tickets going because I could be just as happy watching it at home right but she just insists on being there so yeah yeah well it's great to have that that helpmate that's uh, helped us along the way yeah, and then we had a wonderful little daughter, which was uh, which was an interesting thing. After losing our son, I didn't right. go into that. Right. After losing our son, uh, we got pregnant three months later, which we had already planned on doing. And uh, but but then Denise had a miscarriage, and nobody knew about it because I didn't want to tell people because they were already yeah. sad because of loss of our son. So we held that one in, right. and that was tough. It was over the mountains and. Uh, over Lake Louise, coming back to Sandpoint, that we had to stop the hospital and mm. had a miscarriage, and then the doctor said we can't, you know, uh, have a child for three or four more months, and so we waited. And again, she got pregnant this time with Kaylee, and and everything looked really bad with that. I mean, it was her high blood pressure, pressure, and everything, and that we did an X-ray of her heart. It looked like she had had a uh, was missing a heart cavity and and they also thought that she might be down syndrome mm-hmm. all sorts of issues yeah. uh, mental things long story short we had her uh, six and a half weeks early at three pounds and uh, she came out she looked like a skinned rat and uh, <laughs> yeah. not quite but took her in there and brought her home I can't remember seven days later or six days later at four pounds two ounces and uh she grew very slowly. At, at six months, she was nine nine, and I was nine two at birth. Mm-hmm. And in one year, she had fifteen point three pounds. Wow! But at fifteen months, she could she could talk. She could tell you colors, and and at eighteen months to twenty months, she could tell you the alphabet. She was always. Uh, she's got an amazing mind. Mm-hmm. She was in. She they put her in gifted and and talented and she ended up going to Mountain View and working in in sports in uh, the medical field as a trainer and this type of thing and went on to be a 
uh, licensed dietitian, graduated number one in Idaho in dietetics and number one in her master's in dietetics. Really? Wow. And now is the uh, lead dietitian and runs the St. Luke's uh, Plaza Cafe where the yes. administration meets in the old MK building. Right, right. And it's a great job and, and fabulous Christian. Absolutely. Her and her husband yeah. go to Hill City Church. And yeah. so I'm so, so proud of her. And she's yeah. 29 years old now. And no kidding. And now we're just waiting for a grandchild. Yep. <laughs> and I think that I think maybe this year we'll yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I guess I'll leave that in God's real, hands. It's a real blessing when it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, she also worked at uh, Dutch Bros. I know for da- four years. Four years there. And yeah, yeah. You know how she got that I job? Do. You do, do know. <laughs> you invited me to uh, Washington University of Washington Boise State Golf Classic, where right. you had quarterbacks uh, from the teams come and right. and then you had all these gifts laid out and you gave everybody a free free raffle ticket right i'll never forget this as long as i live and free raffle ticket and you had all these signed balls and this and that and then you had a dutch bro platter that had like two shirts in it two cups and then a whole mess of uh a free large drinks of your choice right, right. and you drew, drew my name out first, so I got to choose, and you thought that I'd, because you yeah, know the sports right. fan I am, that I'd choose one of those yeah. balls, but I saw all those Dutch bros. Dutch yeah. bros, so I, I grabbed that, because I already have a bunch of helmets and balls in my office, yeah. and I grabbed that, and there were 68 free drink, large drink. 68, you times that by $5 and a quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge prize. Yeah. And so right. I gave my daughter about 40 of them at yeah. Boise State, and she became she liked it so much she went to work for, to uh, work for him, yeah. Dutch for four years helped her way her way through school and then yeah. she went and got her second degree at Idaho State and her master's and she they didn't have a Dutch there so she worked at Fred Meyer at the Starbucks for two years right. then she came back here and worked for Starbucks two years to finish her yeah. master's and then from there yeah yeah you know well, she's at the, yeah Dutch Bros is a great organization they are they're one of the sponsors of, of this program but uh, they, they do, are they do an awesome job. You get you get a lot more than a cup of coffee when, oh. when you stop there. Oh, that's yeah. fantastic! I go there just to talk to the people. Yeah, yeah. I try to I take them treats from time to time, yeah. and yeah. and uh, they, I just love I love them there. And <laughs> but I went way too much, so I've got way into way into too much into coffee. Thanks to the Dutch bro. Yeah, yeah, it can happen too. Well, Tom, we got uh, you know about five minutes left here, but I want to kind of. Take a, a glimpse at your career. You know, you you've been a youth pastor. You've been a senior pastor. You now you've kind of backed off and doing admissions work, but you've also been at the legislature as chaplain for seventeen years. You've had your radio show for seventeen years. And by the way, when is that radio show? Tell our listeners. Our radio show is called Life Point. It is on at eight forty-five to nine. Monday through Thursday. Okay. 8.45 to 9, Monday through Thursday. I cut it down, and I gave Pastor Gary more Fridays to do uh, right. at the same time. We call that Lifetime Plus. He does a relationship uh, a show. And so, yeah, it's been – it's been a pr- I had to back down because I was doing that five days. I was yeah. doing the Heart of the Athlete on Saturdays, yeah. and I was doing a football show on Friday. I finally I told Beth that I I've yeah. got to cut down, so I went to four days a week, yeah. and, and that's helped helping so, me be able to stay up with it. So Life Point uh, Monday through Thursday at nine forty five. Eight 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 forty five. And that's on this this station. Um, Yep, ninety four point one. So, but anyway, let's let's back up to where I was going before this. About of all your experiences, I mean, you you've been a pastor, you've been a coach, you you know, you've been a teacher. You, 
What have you taken away from all those life lessons? Well, I think the the greatest thing that I've taken away is it's people that matter. Yeah. It's people having a relationship with Jesus and and I pray daily that God would use me wherever I go. If I go into a restaurant, if I go into the bank, mm-hmm. I have a great rapport with my bank. I go in and we just sit and talk up front, all of us. Wherever it is, I think people. God needs to use you and I with people. Well, you know, I have, of course, we have the big venue of the church and of the radio, but right. one-on-one, wherever we're at, that we have an opportunity to love on people. And there's so many people that need loved on, you know, and people get down on people because you hear all the stuff now about transgender and LGBTQ and all these kind of things, you know. We got to love those people. We got to encourage those people. We're not there to to put people down. We know what the Word of God says, but we so many times we, the Christians, get into a judgmental frame and we judge everybody and instead of love them, love them to the king. Them, let them see Jesus in our lives. God will open up doors to be able to share. And, you know, and we're all going to stand before God someday, exactly. every one of us. Mm-hmm. So he's going to even look at us and say, hey, welcome to the kingdom of heaven or depart from me. I never knew you. Right. You know, there's two choices. Right. And uh, I think the greatest thing that I've learned is is that, and like in coaching uh, in Vancouver, I also coached when I was youth pastor. I coached teams. Had in fact, I had five championship teams. Had great, mm-hmm. great, great teams. And but I, a lot of the youth, uh, a lot of those kids started coming to our church because they weren't churched. And it made me a little nervous because I didn't want to get in trouble. Right. One time, I had ten of my football players say, uh, "Coach, can we come to church your your youth group?" And I mm-hmm. said. You can, but I'm not inviting you. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm literally, I just, I, I was kind of protective. But yeah. you know what? Uh, God opened up great doors there, and I just, and in the in the teaching field and the elementary education field, the principal started coming to our church mm-hmm. where I was, and I was over in Napa uh, uh, teaching, and he started coming to our church, and that was amazing. And and now I I'm on. Julie Yamamoto is at the state house with us as one of our representatives. She was a principal at East Canyon where that's where I used to, a vice principal where I used to yeah. uh, substitute yeah. teach. And then my brother Dan taught. But it, right. yeah, so I just think people. People. People, yeah. It's about yeah. people. Yeah. Well, you know, we're about out of time here, Tom, and I, I want to wrap this up. But, um, you know, one thing about people, you never give up on them. Right. You never know when somebody's going to be touched. And and that moment can come at any time, and and so we just we got to love on them, like you say, absolutely, and never give up on them, right? Yeah, and, and show them the way, show yep. them the way. Well, Pastor Tom, this has been a uh, delightful show. I really appreciate you coming in. Oh, my I pleasure. Thank you for all you've done for so many. Thank you, Skip. and especially for the Lord. Thank you. Keep up the great work, Tom. And you too. Yes, sir. Game Plan for Life is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's Pizza. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. And Zero-Ez Carpet Cleaning. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the game plan for life. Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory.